Welcome to the Book Brainiacs podcast. On today's episode, we will be discussing one of our favorite books, Wonder by R.J. Palacio. Let's dive in. So a quick summary on Wonder um, from R.J. Palacio. August, or Augie, Pullman was born with a severe facial difference that up until now has prevented him from going to a mainstream school. Starting fifth grade at Beecher Prep, Augie wants nothing more than to be treated as an ordinary kid, but his new classmates can't get past his extraordinary face. Wonder begins from Augie's point of view, but soon switches to include the perspectives of his classmates, his sister, her boyfriend, and others. These voices converge to portray a community as it struggles with differences and challenges readers, both young and old, to wonder about the true nature of empathy, compassion, acceptance, friendship, and ultimately, kindness. Augie is a hero for the ages, one who proves you can't blend in when you are born to stand out. So our, we have a couple um, topics of discussion today, um, being family, friendship, overcoming challenges, bullying, and betrayal. We might not get to all of them, but those were kind of the main themes that I pulled from the book as I was reading it. So I have some discussion questions from the Wonder website, the website that's actually on the book, which is actually a really beautiful website. I don't know who designed it, but yeah, there's a website. It's beautiful. Like it's the graphic design is amazing. Um, (laughs) yeah, seriously, they have this really awesome page where they have all the characters and then they drew the characters, but in the style of like the the book so yeah. they they look like the book cover so they're dr- they're drawn in this like cartoon style and they're so interesting well, cuz then they have a little they, like bio biography about themselves and like how they um like relate to Augie and stuff it's super interesting anyway so wait hang on. so drawn like this um so i wanted to go first into friendship which i I love the friendships and in this book, like between like summer, yeah, like drawn like that, yeah. Okay. Um, I love the friendships um, between Augie and Summer, and his relationship between um, between Jack, Will, and Augie, especially because it really illustrates the hardships of of meshing personalities like I like no friendship will ever be perfect but I feel like the reason why their friendship was so beautiful was because despite having hardship they were able to like you know make up you know like their foundations of their friendship were strong enough that they were able to like get like fix fix mistakes that they had made, you know? So, um, what do you think the characteristics of a good friend are? Like, what are some characteristics Uh, that you feel should be in a good friend? One of the characteristics, I think, technically speaking, you would find in a good friend is the fact that you can trust them and that they trust you. It makes this relationship that you actually want to be around them also Mm -hmm. another good characteristic is you want to relate to that person and as many ways as possible so if you like if your friend was a bookworm and you aren't you're probably not going to have a good kickstarter for i feel like then if you don't particularly mesh over books then maybe there's something else that you do agree on you know yeah but Usually, the enemies in any story are the main character and the person that they have no, like, they don't like each other. Not just because the other person is mean, but because they can't relate to them in any way, shape, or form. So, that would be Julian for you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... Well, hang on. I feel like just kind of... I feel just kind of contradicts what Kay said because not that Augie did not relate to Julian because he didn't really. Yeah. But um, I feel like Julian was also 
mean. Like, I don't yeah. want to be, like, I don't know, super rude, but I feel like Julian, he was bullying and he yeah. knew it and he was attempting yeah, he was, he to was being me. He was being outright mean, yeah. Yeah. He was intentionally so, trying to hurt Augie. Yeah, I agree. I think Taylor anyway, was talking just, like, more in general, like, people with friendships. It's easier, it's in general easier to make friends with people who you have a general interest that you both relate to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, um, Augie and Jack's friendship is super special because, you know, they have things like video games and, um, I can't think of anything else right now, but... Don't they both They, like they are very... Uh... Not nearly as much for Jack as it was for Augie. Right. But, um, yeah, but I feel like just as, like, they didn't have as many, in, like, mutual interests uh, as most friends have, and that made their friendship very difficult, and they are friends unmuted. anyway, so. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, alright, so another one, so... Do we have any, like, defining characteristics of a good friend? Taya said trust. Um, are there any ones that you think that you should definitely, like, that pr- specifically you would have in a good friend? Maybe not. If- um, th- this is just me. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people would agree with this, but kindness. I don't really mm-hmm. want to have a friend who is like Julian who would, like, right. be purposefully mean. I would like a friend who, like, not even just to me, but, like, as a general rule, is just a kinder person in general. I agree. And I do feel like that's an overarching theme in the book, that if you choose to be kind, you not only make yourself happier, but you, in general, are a a person that people want to be around, you know? Yeah. Haley, you wanted to say something? Uh, yeah. I, um... I like something, so a friend, and this is just me, but I like a friend that I can confide in, that that I can tell all my secrets to, and, like, if I'm in a difficult, unfortunate, like, uh, uncomfortable situation, I really admire the friendships where the friend sticks up for the other friend and, like, help, I don't know, let's say somebody said something and the other person is uncomfortable. I would like a friend who immediately says, like, hey, me and blah, blah, blah are going to go pick up our lunches or something to get their friend out of there. Yeah. And I just like those close friendships and people you can talk to freely. I definitely feel like Augie finds that, like, confidentiality in Via, especially when he talks to her about um, uh, what, well, what Jack said at the Halloween party. Like, Via is a trusted person in Augie's life that he is really willing to share those tough moments with her because he knows that she'll understand. I mean, obviously, in that instance, she wasn't very, like, like, uh, like, feeling, but, uh, for his struggles, but, yeah, I definitely feel like he feels like he can confide in her. Um, Jenna, you wanted to say something? And then Haley. I like, um, I like, whoops. I like, um, Justin, Via's boyfriend, Mm -hmm. which is probably ironic, but (laughs) I really like him. I like how he sticks up for Jack, Will. Yeah, I I really love that scene. Because I, Justin didn't even know Jack very well, right? He didn't, the only reason why he would even know Jack was because he was friends with Augie, right? And I feel like it just shows Justin's character that he was willing to stick up for somebody because even if he didn't know them very well, you know? Yeah. I just, I just like it. Yeah. Go ahead, Justin. I like how caring he is with Via, too. Mm-hmm. It's like he's taking care of everybody. Yeah. Go ahead, Jen. Um, this might not be very relevant anymore, but um, like you said, how Augie could confide in Via. Mm-hmm. I felt like he could, like, Summer was also somebody who was always there for him, who he could talk to, and um, and really understand him, because, you know, nobody's gone through the same things as Augie, you know? Yeah. He's 
one in four hundred million or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet she was still there for him. He talked to her about the Halloween thing too. Yeah, with Jack, and she was just so understanding even from the start. And I just really like Summer. She's great. Yeah, she was. She's hilarious. I, I think it's so brave of her that she just really well not really brave but she just is so self-confident like she doesn't worry about what other people think of her like she's that she just decides from day one she's like all right i'm gonna be friends with him sits down with him at the lunch table doesn't really care about what anybody says sticks up for him when other people let him down and like she's just like the epitome of what it means to be a good friend i feel like she is cool beans yeah she is cool beans I love that she does Summer. That. Summer is so awesome. Yeah. I just love her. Yeah, she's great. All right. I love that the author made made her give a hint to Jack Will because if mm-hmm. Summer hadn't the courage to try and feel compassion for Jack Will, their friendship would go boom down the drain. I agree. I agree. I feel like Jack Will really needed that push to understand, like, hey, I did something wrong. I didn't realize it, but I realize it now, and I'm, I'm going to try and fix it which happens over the Facebook messages that they talk to each other over winter break and they uh, start to rebuild their friendship and decide that they're going to be friends again. I love that part when they're like, it's like literally right here, but I just love that part when they're, they're like, it says Jack Will wants to be friends with you on Facebook. And then he says subject, sorry. And he just says, Hey August, it's me, Jack Will. I noticed I'm not your on your friend list anymore hope you hope you friend me again because i'm really sorry i just wanted to say that sorry i know why you're mad at me but now i'm sorry i didn't mean the stuff i said i was so stupid i hope you can forgive me mm-hmm. and then august kind of figures out that summer told him and then and then he just tells him why she told me at um she told me at halloween and i love the message where uh august is like but tell me the truth okay would you really want to declare yourself if you're me then jack will's um response is no i swear on my life but dude i would want to kill myself if i were julian so i just love how how much humor he has and and i love lol yes dude we're friends again and i love all that how they made that so yeah putting the book quote unquote yeah um all right and okay so kind of flipping it we kind of talked about the characteristics that Augie's friends have that we would want to have in a good friend so what of those characteristics do Augie have like does Augie have like yeah Jack will or um yeah like Via is really good for confiding and Summer's really good for confiding and um we we talked about trust and like like loyalty and stuff like that. So, what of those things does Augie have that make him a really good friend? I got very quiet. Tough <laughs> question. Augie <laughs> has that most of his other friends sort of have is understanding because, like, they sort of understand the concept of what it feels like to be different. I mean, we all have our odd twerks, so duh, people are going to judge you for having weird twerks, but everyone has them, so... Wait, wait, are you talking about are you talking about the friends, or are we talking... Because we switched to what qualities does Augie have that makes him a good friend? Yes, that's what I'm saying. He understands... Which be around Oh, people. oh, you're saying, you're saying because he and has a difference, he understands. Yes. Oh, it makes him more understanding because he knows how it feels to be left out. Yes. Okay. Oh, I was looking for more yeah. compassionate towards other people. I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I also feel like, um, well, I mean, even in his end of year quote, let me just find it so that I don't botch it completely. Um, everyone deserves a standing ovation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Everyone deserves a sit- Here, yes. I just found it. Everyone in the world should get a standing ovation at least once in their life because we all overcome with the world. And I just feel like that really just shows his personality. Like, he chose to 
be kind to everyone, no matter how they felt about him. Like, he could have, at any point, and with, like, and we none of us would have blamed him. Like, he could have literally fought Julian. Because Julian was being a terrible person to him. Like, terrible. And he would be well within his rights to punch him in the face. I mean, obviously, Jack Will did that, but... I just love that even in the face of adversity, that he chose to be kind. And I feel like that's such, like, that's the the best, like, choose kind is the, like, mantra of this book. If you get nothing else from that this book, understand that it is telling us to choose kind always. And I feel like Augie is a good friend because he decides that he's going to be kind no matter what. And I think, yeah. So that's my spiel. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's move on to, let's see. Let's go to overcoming challenges, which um, obviously Augie had to overcome a lot of challenges in his in his life in general and also at in his time at Beecher Prep. So um, let's see. What, uh, let's see, let's do, Augie's attendance at Beecher Prep creates issues for students, parents, teachers, and the principal. What are some of the challenges that arise, or if you have any thoughts about just overcoming challenges in general, that's fine too. Jenna, yeah. So, this isn't really along the lines of your question at all. That's fine, that's fine. Um, so I was gonna stray from Augie a little bit, because I feel like Mm-hmm. I mean, the book's about him, but when we have these discussion questions, um, we, you know, I feel like we tend to focus on Augie a little more and, you know, mm-hmm. with the perspectives of the other people in the book. Yeah, no. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So I was just thinking about Miranda mm-hmm. and her part in it. And sure, Miranda did a few things that were not good, such as right. lying to all the people at camp. Right. Um, but I feel like she did those things because she was overcoming the challenge of her parents getting divorced mm-hmm. and just all of her family issues and yeah. her, her friendship with, um, Via was really rocky at the time and yep. Miranda was just not in a good spot. So, you know, it, the things she did were not okay, but she was really overcoming a big challenge and she didn't do it like the way Augie did he kind of you know took it and overcame it in a better way I guess but mm-hmm. I definitely was feel like it, especially in the end when she was back with Via yeah and explaining everything I definitely feel like um if Augie was overcoming like physical and social challenges she was really overcoming like emotional and mental mental problems that arose from her circumstances in life i mean obviously augie kind of got the short end of the stick you know um he really didn't deserve anything bad that ever happened to him because he's a really good kid but also i don't think miranda deserved anything that she got either like i feel like like when they were all younger i mean she was such a good friend to Via and even Augie. I mean, I know that, like, when I was younger, like, if I was playing with my friend, I wouldn't want Madison to come play with my friend because it was my friend, you know? But I feel like Miranda was like, hey, yeah, I'm friends with Via, but your little brother's cool too, and I'm not going to exclude him just because I'm Olivia's friend, you know? And mm-hmm. um, I think she really missed having the steady family relationships that she got from hanging out with the Pullman family that I think it it was really amazing that she first of all decided to pretend to be sick to give up so that Via could um be the the lead in the play and that she really that like their conversation that her conversation with Augie after the play when she found him and yeah I think that she didn't she didn't deserve the things that she did in life or that like her her challenges in life but 
like you were saying, she really did overcome her challenges, and I feel like her, like, reward at the end was she got to reintroduce the good in her life, which is the Pullman family. Yeah. 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 I, kind of branching off from our topics here, what did you guys think of the switching, like, narrators? Like, the, like, did you like that they switched between characters? All right, let's do Jenna and then Haley, okay? (laughs) Sorry, Haley. (laughs) Um, but, I don't know, I was reading it, and at first when I was reading it, because this is my second time reading it, Uh um, at first when I was reading it, I thought it was weird, and we were talking about this book the other day in my language arts class. Oh, really? Um, yeah, about how, uh, just with the point of views and stuff, uh-huh. um, we he was like, it's all first person even though they're changing, and I was thinking about that, and I was like, it, it, I don't know, it's just a really interesting way to write a book in my mind. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, it's a little hard to understand at first, because, you know, it, it's just switching, um, and that's a little odd, but I feel like it was definitely needed in this book because there are so many uh, perspectives and so many different views to the story that I feel like needed to be seen and heard. And so I thought that that was a little confusing at first, but helpful when getting the message of the story across. Yeah. Haley, what were you going to say? Oh. Uh, I love that they do this. I absolutely love it. Because it gives you a perspective. Instead of being like, Miranda said this, or Jack Will thought this, it actually says their own personalities. I just love books where they're, and they switch and they show different points of character views. Because if the book was all about August and the rest of the characters were just in third person, mm-hmm. I would not be as interested as... It all and then there's some cool backstories and it mm-hmm. explains a lot of stuff and I, I just love the way it is. Yeah. I love that there's like purposely some like misspelled words and like mm-hmm. like the most common is like I it's like lowercase as in injustice especially. Yeah. It's like they're talking to you and I just love how each one is so each like writing is so different, making you think that you're actually in the book and My thoughts on that is that I love the way that she wrote the book. Yeah. Okay, on the subject of the switching perspectives, um, on the Wonder website, um, they have a lot of frequently asked questions, and RJ Palacio went through and answered a bunch of them. And one of them is, why did you go into different points of view? Did you know that you were going to do that all along? And I kind of want to read this whole thing. It might take a minute. I'll skip around a little bit, but... What basically what she's talking about is it's really interesting what she says. So I'll just read it. So if I say I, it's RJ talking. So I didn't know I was going to go into multiple points of view at the beginning of the book. I thought I would just stay with Augie for the whole story. But I started getting very curious about Via and what she was going through in her life. And I wanted to get behind the motivation behind Summers bravely sitting down with Augie at lunchtime or Jack's betrayal. And I knew to do that to really explore Augie's complete story, I would just have to leave his head for a while. Augie's a smart kid, and he notices a lot of things, but he but he doesn't ever really know the full extent of the impact he has on people. And I didn't want to make him one of the precocious kids who sometimes knows things he isn't supposed to know. I find these types of characters largely unbelievable, and I wanted Augie to always be believable to me. So I decided to go into multiple perspectives. Of course, it's risky to go into different perspectives because it's easy for the story to become unwieldy and get away from you. Some characters can sometimes hijack hijack a story. It can be hard to get all the players to feel like they're part of the same world. When I made up my mind to go into multiple points of view, I decided to lay down three ground rules for myself. One, all the characters would have to propel the narrative forward in a linear linear way. Well... While there could be some flashbacks, the plot would move forward with each point of view. It was like a relay race, and each character gets the baton and passes it forward. The baton is the story. Two, the characters would all have to enhance Augie's storyline. That is to say, they could tell their own story, but only as it intersects and weaves out of Augie's story. Three, the characters whose voices we hear have grown or changed from knowing 
for, from knowing Augie. As they get to know him, they all enhance his storyline as he enhances theirs. Okay. And I thought that was so interesting because I love her, like, three points that she has for herself. That um, they all have, like, even though they're all they're all telling their own stories, they all have to relate to Augie in some way, you know? And the other thing is, Haley was talking, I know I'm talking a little bit, I'm talking a lot, but I really no, thought, I really thought all these things that she was saying, I, I read through the whole, the whole website this morning, and it was so interesting. So the other thing is, um, when she was talking about Justin, so Haley was saying, and she was talking about how she thought it was so interesting that Justin's part was all written in lowercase, and she actually talked about this too. Um, one of the questions was, why is Justin's part written without uppercase letters and without proper punctuation? So she says, let's see. All right. So just a little background. She is a graphic designer as well as a writer. So just keep that in mind when she's talking. So again, I is RJ. Um, I played trombone for seven years through middle school and high school. I remember thinking back then, especially when I would get into the really low notes, that the notes on the musical staff looked a little like lowercase letters of the alphabet. I don't play anything now, but I can still read music, and I still think that way. Ascenders and descenders remind me of half notes and quarter notes, depending on where they fall on the staff. The baseline of a letter is a bit like a ledger line. Certain serif faces have strokes that call to mind the graceful little flag on top of the stem of a note. Maybe it's just because I've been a graphic designer for so many years, but I'm trained to see typefaces and fonts not just as communication devices, but as visual cues for other things. So when it came to writing from Justin's point of view, because he's a a musician, someone who thinks in musical terms, it just seemed natural for me to use lowercase letters and represent his thoughts in a very visual way. He's the kind of person who doesn't talk a lot because he's naturally shy, but he has a lot going on inside. The running monologue inside his head has no time for capital letters or punctuation. It's like his thoughts are streaming inside his mind. Isn't that so interesting? Yeah. Wow. Like, it's always amazing to me how much writers, like, really integrate themselves into the story. Like, Like, especially the one that immediately comes to mind is J.K. Rowling. Like, the amount of detail in her stories. Like, she knows everything about the Harry Potter universe. Like, yeah. Like, it's it's like she could walk into Flourishing Blots and tell you the title of every book on the shelf. Like that's how much she knows. Like, and it just it's so amazing to me that they figured that all of that out by themselves. So, yeah, I just thought that was super interesting. You guys should all totally go read all of those from the website because she talks about um, like people that she's met with craniofacial differences and like like, reasons why she made different literary choices, like, why the parents, like, why Augie's parents don't, she doesn't use their point of views and stuff. Anyway, so that's my spiel, um, which which I said before, but whatever. (laughs) Um, and we had something interesting we wanted to talk about, um, when we were talking on our- Haley wanted to say something. Oh, Haley, you want to say something? Um, I noticed at, um, (laughs) At the end of the book or something, it says, um, in the acknowledgments, it says, when she's doing this, she says, lastly but not least, I'd like to thank the little girl in front of the ice cream shop and all the other Augies who have stories who inspired me to read this book. Mm-hmm. Who's, do you know who the little girl in the front of the ice uh, cream shop is? It's, it's just the girl who inspired this. So here, on in my book, uh, in the About the Author section, it says, mm-hmm. Uh, one day, several years ago, a chance encounter with an extraordinary child in front of an ice cream store made RJ realize that the perfect time to write that book had finally come. So, basically, yeah. basically, what happened was she was at the ice cream shop, and it's it's like what happens with Jack Will when he realizes that he's met Augie before, when it was him and his brother, and they met at the ice cream shop. I'm assuming yeah. that's what happened to RJ, where she was at the ice cream shop. And either one of her kids or her sister or something saw the kid that had the the difference on their face and started crying or was, like, weirded out or something. And then, like, either RJ or Jack Will at that point decided that they were going to not do that, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's. I don't. I let me see. Yeah, I just I've always wondered about that. Who inspired to write Wonder? And then I hear about the ice cream shop. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I found it. So it's also in the FAQs. You guys should really read (laughs) these. These are these are like I was so it was like reading another book. It was so interesting. So she says, I was with my two sons one day in front of an ice cream store and we found ourselves in close proximity to a child with a severe facial difference my younger son started to cry because he was scared and i was nervous that his tears would might hurt the child's feelings so i left the scene very quickly and rather abruptly i realized afterward that i had handled the situation terribly what i had wished i had done was turn that encounter into a teaching moment for my kids i wish i had stopped to talk to that child or shown my own kids that there was nothing to be afraid of it made me wonder um, what it must be like for that child facing a world every day that doesn't know how to face you back. Like, wow. all of them wow. are so deep. Just, like, so... Oh, yeah. Like, that is so cool. That's one of the reasons why I love this book so much. Because, like, obviously, none of us have any physical differences like that that would oh. cause us to have any of those types of experiences in our life. But the way that it just makes you feel is so powerful, you know? Yeah. What would be cool is if the girl who inspired this book, she went onto our playlist, her, our podcast and was listening. Oh, that'd that would be, be great. Cool. The odds of that happening though are like zero. Well, if you ever do listen, RJ, <laughs> um, total fans of your book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is amazing. I love it. We're all fans. Harvard should know our favorite. Harvard should know our favorite book by now. Out of all of this, <laughs> um, if you could uh, give us a good rep at Harvard, that'd be great. <laughs> yep. I think she went to like Drexel or something. <laughs> she probably didn't oh. even go to Harvard. Well, give us a good rep well, at Harvard anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Just call the admissions director. Be like, hi, I'm R J Palacio. <laughs> I wrote Wonder. Huh? There are some people that I'd like to recommend for your school. <laughs> <laughs> like, she never dares. so awesome. That would be cool, though. <laughs> That's, it's funny. It's just funny. We've drifted off topic now. Yeah, so. we, we drifted off topic. We'll, let, we'll come back. We're, co- we're like just the podcast of tangents. Like, we really do try to stay on topic. But you know what? Harvard, just accept us, and then we won't ever have to go on that tangent ever again. True. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's that easy. It's that it's that easy. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um I know I kept touching on this, but uh so this morning when we were all on our group chat that we have for the podcast, we were Jenna said something so interesting. So we all know that at the end of the book, he Augie gets presented with the something like it's the like the Andrew Ward something award. The Beecher Prep Award. The Beecher Prep Award, exactly. Or whatever it's called. Anyway, it's just um I should find I should find what it's actually called. It's Hold called on. the Henry Wait a minute. Here, I'll find it, I'll find it. He gets the Oh the Henry Ward, Ward Beecher, Beecher Award. Um It goes to Augie for the way his quiet strength lifts everybody's hearts. But Jenna said something kind of interesting. She said that she doesn't think that Augie should have gotten the award. And I kept saying, don't talk about it, don't talk about it, we'll talk on the podcast. So now we're here, and I want to know why. (laughs) Okay, so before I explain my reasoning, I want you to tell me why you think he should have gotten it. Well, I know I've talked about this before, specifically in the podcast, but... um, I definitely feel like Augie really was able to show everybody that you don't have to be loud to make a difference in the world. Like, he was able to really touch the people in his life just through his, like it said, his quiet kindness. Like, he really just chose to be kind in every situation, and I think that's why he deserves it. Alright, Haley, go ahead. I'm one of those people who, if people are mean to me, I go to the bathroom and I cry about it for about five hours. So, Haley, that's terrible. Haley, that's not good. 
Augie, Augie is so amazing to me. He's like a hero. He goes through all the stuff that I would have immediately gone to the principal and tearfully said, please expel this person or let me punch them. <laughs> he actually is so, he does so many things to deserve this award. And mm-hmm. there are literally, how many, there's about like 299 pages that explain why. So, <laughs> Oh, okay. I really think he deserves it. Okay, okay. Jenna, why I, does he not deserve this award? Right. Okay, I like all your points, and I feel like you all have very good views on this. I'm not saying he doesn't, I mean, I guess I did say that, but I'm re- I'm revising what I said. Okay. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. Okay. I'm just saying that there may have been others that deserved it more. So For you're, example, saying, you're saying the, the writer, or... Uh, let's just say Mr. Tushman was actively biased towards Augie because Augie had this physical challenge that he came into school with. But you think that if Augie wasn't there, somebody else could have gotten the award? Um. Well, so that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that people like Summer... Mm-hmm. Um, would have gotten that award because of Augie. And again, so I guess not in your exact wording, mm-hmm. but um, kind of along the lines of what you were saying. Go oh, away. I'm in a podcast. <laughs> um, uh, just kind of, yeah. But I feel like Summer choosing to sit with him that day and standing up for him. And I feel like there were so many people who were there and kind to Augie. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm leaning towards Summer here because, you know, she was just so kind to him and so great to yeah. him. Going against her friend group mm-hmm. so that she can make this kid with a facial deformity feel welcome. Right. And I, I'm i not saying, like, I, I know I've already said that. I'm not saying that Augie didn't, did something that makes him not deserve it. Yep. Yes. I'm but- just saying that his, like, what Haley's saying he was able to persist through it, you know? There, but, there are other people who overcome, overcame challenges as well that would have been equally deserving of the award. Yeah, and perhaps even more. And that's just mm-hmm. me, but I, I'm i leaning towards Summer getting it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, but, I definitely agree. I definitely agree that it was a tough year for everyone, and I feel like everyone really held their own well i mean all of the characters that um were inherently good like you know like kind of the, uh, on Sh- on charlotte's list on augie's oh. side you know <laughs> the pe- the people that like everybody going back to our theme of like overcoming challenges everybody had to overcome challenges like the teachers had to um deal with teaching a kid th- with uh with a difference that created um animosity between other students like we had Julian we had we had Julian we had to deal with Julian you know <laughs> um and then we had all of his friends who had to go against the social flow of uh and they had to feel, or, well, I guess they didn't have to feel, but they chose to, um, be friends with Augie despite knowing that it would be a challenge, and I, I definitely agree that even though Augie did get the award, there were definitely other people who were equally deserving. Yeah. I, and I feel like with, um, Amos and Henry and Miles, mm-hmm. they were, like, Julian's little sidekick mm-hmm. dudes. I don't know. Yeah, they're um, like little gang or whatever. <laughs> yeah, or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had been with Julian the entire time. I don't think they outright did anything super rude to Augie. Yeah. But, you know, they were pretty icy towards him, you know, yeah. like not, not being kind to him. And just at the end when they were defending um, him from the bullies that they met in the woods. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, 
like I'm not I don't I won't give one of them the award just because I don't think they did anything particularly deserving besides that right um but I feel like that was just so strong of them and they would have to have um a lot of courage and Mm -hmm. kindness inside them to be able to do that yeah and go against what Julian was telling them about Augie and just yeah yeah I agree I don't think that they were inherently bad I don't think that I I think that they were just trying to figure it out. You know, they yeah. they had been friends with Julian before Augie came to school, I assume. And so when Julian started to bully Augie, they they I don't think they really decided to be on his side, but they kind of just felt like, "Oh, well, because I'm already friends with Julian, then I guess here I am, so I might as well just do it. I don't think that they were, like, choosing to be rude. Like, I don't think, I don't think they're bad kids. I think that they just made bad choices, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, exactly. And then they decided to make good choices when they decided to help them in the woods. Yeah, Haley. I am going to say something that will throw everybody off. (laughs) <laughs> well, bring it on! Yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, okay, but I think I have something to say, and... What? You're leaving us in, what just happens? in such suspense. Seriously! <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. That's just my brother. Um... I'm going to say something in defense of... Did I already get this far? In defense of what? Haley, we want to know. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> in defense of Julian. Okay. Oh, have you read the Julian chapter? I read I, a bit of it. I, yeah, I read a bit of it, too. And oh, I, just I haven't read that... any of it. And I think I read it in, like, an exclusive wonder book. I don't know. Yeah, it's at Anyways. the end of mine. But I just love the way that Julian handles it. I mean, I read it that he's, like, afraid and he gets, like, nightmares. And he, the only way he knows how to handle it is to is to just fight back. He's one of those people who impulsively, impulsively like, is protective. And I think he made some bad choices, mm-hmm. definitely. I'm not saying he didn't because he definitely did. But I think there's something to say in defense of Julian because... I mean, like, I love how the author, like, gives Julian uh, a side and, like, shows people, wait a minute, he's not so bad. He was just, mm-hmm. this is what, his side of the story. Yeah. In fact, I, if you could read some of it, then that would be cool. Yeah, I agree. I think, kind of like what I was saying about Amos and Milo and Henry, I mean, obviously Julian was very purposely rude to Aki, but I definitely feel like he... He isn't a bad kid. He just made bad decisions. And I think that it's good to know that we're able to change. You know? Like, Amos and Miles showed that when they decided to choose kind. And I feel like that's kind of what the principle is all about. Like, it's not like once you choose to make... Once you choose a bad decision, then that's it. Like, you can't ever go back. But... I think choosing kind means no matter what happens, you can choose kind always, you know? Jenna, were you going to say something? You're muted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how sad. All right, I'm back. Um, this is just a little part from the book White Bird, which is also by R.J. Palacio, and it's about Julian's grandmother. Okay. But... Um, uh, just at the beginning, it's where Julian is talking to her, and she asks, she says, hello, how are you? How is the new school? And Julian says, it's okay, I like it. I mean, I miss teacher prep and all, but I still feel really bad about some of the stuff I did. Sometimes I wish I could go back in time, or have a do-over, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, he's kind of confiding in his grandmother about how bad he feels about what he did to Augie. Yeah. And... It just shows this side of Julian that, you know, he was put under a lot of, I mean, maybe not, but I feel like he had pressure on him 
and um, it it was just pretty hard for him. And this is, I don't know, this is why I wish there was like a Julian chapter in the original book. Yeah. Because I feel like when we read the book, we are all like, oh my gosh, Julian is so awful. I hate him. Right. And R.J. Palacio in her Julian chapter, she just brings in this new side to him mm-hmm. that, you know, we don't normally see. And, you know, character depth. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Let me see, because I think she had a little, one of her questions was why she didn't have Julian in the original book. Let me see. Maybe she just didn't think of it then. Maybe she was just... She doesn't have... She doesn't have a specific question. I'll have to look through. But I definitely think we should do a second part of this. Because we've been going on for a little while. But there's so much that we still haven't talked about. That I really want yeah. to, to That I really want to talk about. I want to talk about the Halloween with Jack. I agree. I agree. And rudeness. Ugh. And and I I want to talk about the whole topic of betrayal, um and bullying in general because I feel like we've touched on it a little bit but we've mainly been only going surface diving so the last thing I want to talk about is um kind of like the catchphrase of the book before we do our outro but I think we should definitely do a second part um, but I kind of want to talk about the catchphrase. Why blend in when we were born? When you were born to stand out. So wait, that's the catchphrase. It's in the, isn't it? In the beginning. What? I don't, I didn't know there was a catchphrase. Oh, it's not Continue. like it's not like the catchphrase, but like it's just kind of like what you're what they talk about, you know. So um, obviously, Augie has physical changes to his face, you know, that make him stand out, but. I think that what uh, Mrs. Palacio is trying to say is that we all have a way, whether it be on the inside or the outside, that we stand out from the world. And that should be celebrated, not covered up. Um, We are all teenage girls. Some of us have Instagram or other forms of social media um, or in general are in social situations. So what do you think the relationship is between trying to fit in with like the socially accepted views of like what you should look like and what you should do and accepting and celebrating the reasons why we're all to put it in mrs palacio's words born to stand out and i know this is kind of like branching off from like what we've been originally talking about but i kind of was just thinking about that while we were while i was reading it and i kind of want to know what your thoughts are Well, kind of what I was thinking is, um, like, I definitely feel like it's important to know where you stand socially. Like, there's, like, obviously you don't want to look like a hobo and not care about your appearance. But um, I definitely feel like if we don't care about how we're all different, then we don't have the, like, we can't understand each other on, in a real way, you know? Like, Obviously, it's good to have friendships formed, kind of going back to the beginning part, actually. It's good to have friendships formed on, like, mutual interests. But I feel like what makes a friendship so amazing is the differences that we have, you know? Yeah, Jenna? Um, so, I was learning about this recently in one of my school classes. Oh, close my door. Um, in one of my school classes, mm-hmm. and it was, and actually my uh, language arts class, mm-hmm. but it, it's basically how we, so I learned about conformity, how people are more willing to go along with their peers, but that that's not really what this is about. Mm-hmm. In my other class, I learned about how we sometimes have masks to who we are mm-hmm. to fit in with society, and so... We wear a mask where it might not necessarily be fake, but we're definitely hiding aspects about our personality and really only showing what we want other people to see, maybe dressing differently or acting differently in front of different people just so that you can fit in and not stand out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, one of the messages of the book is, you know, why blend in when you're born to stand out? And it's really hard to do that sometimes just because... You know, 
it's hard, I guess. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just, if we are able to push, push past, um, our, like our need to stay with the group, Mm -hmm. then we can learn so much more about each other and, be on a much uh, deeper level of friendship and understanding kind of like how Augie was with some of his friends so yeah I totally agree um all right well we'll definitely have a part two of this yeah we have so much more to dive into Um, but uh as always we had a lot of good discussion I think we were really able to dig down into um like some of the really deep topics of this book and I know we're, on the second part, we're going to talk about, like, bullying and betrayal that, like, things that are often, like, really hard to talk about, you know? But I think everybody will have, like, really interesting views on that. Um, I think, in the end, the real meaning of this book is just to be kind. You never really know what's going to come out of just being kind, but you can always assure that it will be good. Our book recommendation for today will be given to us by Jenna, so take it away. Alright, um, so the book recommendation for this meeting is White Bird, which is also by R.J. Palacio. And we did touch on it a little bit during the meeting, but mm-hmm. it's basically about Julian's grandmother who lived during World War II, I think. Right. And her, she's Jewish, and so her um, living through the war and just the challenges that she had to face. It sounds super interesting. I've talked to Jenna a little bit about it, but it sounds super interesting, so you should totally go check it out. And all of the other books by R.J. Palacio, she drew, she's done a couple... I think she did one from Jack Will's perspective and one from Charlotte's perspective and one from Julian called The Julian Chapter. They're all super interesting, and you should totally check them out. Um, but we're going to close out today, and we'll we'll be doing part two of this episode. So remember to... Look out for that, and remember to stay calm, be curious, and keep reading. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you.